Welcome to the Duo Podcast. That's Disney, Universal, and Orlando. I'm Amelia. And I'm Gabriella. We are two sisters who are not so secretly obsessed with all things Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and Orlando as a whole. We're going to be talking about our favourite rides, our much-loved places to eat, how we plan our trips, and our most memorable experiences at our number one vacation destination. Plus, we're going to have a few special guests weaving their way in and out of the episodes, so please do listen in, get involved through social media, and enjoy the ride. Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Duo Podcast. I am Gabriella. I am Amelia. And we're so excited to share this episode with you today. We are talking about some of the best feelings that you get in Orlando Mm -hmm. and this I feel like every single time that we come up with any episode we try and limit ourselves to like five or ten or three and we just struggle Mm -hmm. so hard um and of course we've had loads and loads of you get in touch via Twitter or Instagram with some of your own feelings so right towards the end of this episode we're going to give you some listener shout outs so make sure that you stay tuned for those but the first one that we're going to talk about. So what do we mean when we say best feelings? Just to just to be clear. Best feeling, because my dad, he just likes to get technical with it. He was like, do you mean sensory or emotional <laughs> feelings? He's not that posh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like, like emotional feelings. So things that when you when you get to a certain place, you feel a certain way, not like you physically touch or you can physically smell or hear something. Yeah, we're literally talking about the things that give you the warm and fuzzies and the butterflies in your tummy and all that all that sort of stuff. So the first one that we've got, and a lot of people resonate with this one, is that first moment when you have, like, you've got your bags, you've got the... You're heading, heading to the car, like, the car park. Maybe you've got... Um, a magical express booked or whatever the point is it's the first time that those doors slide open to mm-hmm. let you out of the airport so and you a, feel the like heat feel the feeling of real arrival yeah in orlando and this is why when i put it on instagram i put a picture of that monorail or they probably call it like airport tunnel or something that takes you from one end of the airport to the other and I was like I know that somebody's going to mention something to do with the airport because it's such and it's one of those feelings that everyone always thinks it's like oh I know this is weird but like the feeling of the heat hitting your face when you go outside it's like no 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 we've all got this Mm, definitely (laughs) definitely and it's like it's the way that 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 sensation of the heat hitting your face like really grounds you and makes you especially after you've been on such like a long flight and maybe it has taken a while to get your bags and move through immigration and all that stuff um to then to then just have that like blast of of hot air it's like okay now I've arrived Mm -hmm. now I'm here this is this is cool so um so yeah like we say a lot of you had the same the same thing or similar things that were to do with the airport um and stuff like that so like the smell and everything when you realize "Mm, yes this we're we're Mm. home (laughs) yeah it's like this doesn't it doesn't smell like home yeah (laughs) it smells like our, our holiday home which which is so lovely so um, so yeah, that's that's the first one that we've got. Um, and then the next one that we've got is to do with the journey that you take from the airport to wherever it is that you're going, <laughs> like wherever you're going to be staying. Um, with us, it's almost always, we almost always arrive when it's like dusk. Yeah, which is, I prefer arriving when it's I think the last trip we were there quite late and it was maybe like eight o'clock so we didn't get to do our traditional Olive Garden evenings because we, mm. we much prefer arriving in the afternoon and yeah it's the feeling when you're just driving along the highway and then suddenly highway freeway I don't know yeah, I don't know which one's which, which I don't one's which but when you see 
like the first billboard that's of like you know the Bugs Life one where um mm. there's that Bugs Life that like farts and it's got its bum facing the steam oh, the coming stink, out the stink bug yeah <laughs> yeah all the things you start to see which like you don't see that kind of stuff in the UK like the kind of billboards we have here are I find so it boring <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely and and how they all change there as well they have like the three three settings a lot of the billboards so they're mm. like. Um, to advertise the attractions at Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or mm. I think they've like got some Bush Gardens ones out and about as well um, spotting like that where is it uh, what's it called now um, it's gonna name it Gaylord Palms or old is it Old Town where they've got oh, the ride yeah. that like slingshots you in the air and it's always like lit up by the time we get there and if you see the Tower of Terror thing, which has like people looking like they're in Tower yeah, of Terror. Yeah, there's there's some um, an adv- advertisement for Tower of Terror, which we used to like genuinely think they were real people that were inside that advert. I yeah, because they fully convinced. they look so realistic. I mean, they probably, <laughs> probably don't looking back now, but yeah, but it's so it's all those little things that you see as you're driving along, and it just feels again, it feels so much more exciting than the roads that you normally drive back home, like um. To Gaylord Palms is always such a beautiful one to see and by dusk because um, it's lit up so nicely. That's like a hotel and convention centre. Um, and then if you are staying somewhere near to International Drive or in that kind of region, or if you've got to drive down 192, um, they are always like really incredibly like uh, exciting to look at the different mm-hmm. like even like the shops the gift shops like the wizard one with the that bi- oh yeah the wizard or the big orange yeah the orange shop or the upside down house that, that there is or there's like a slanted sideways house and mm-hmm. there's just so many cool things to look at and you just feel like again like we've arrived in this place which is just a complete like feast for the senses like yeah. even even just on that journey there's so many things to look at and enjoy so yeah, so just to round up, this one would then be the the feeling of the first drive. Yeah. Whether you be on the Magical Express, getting a cab, right, driving your own car, that's what this one would be. Yeah. The third one would be the feeling of the first time someone in Disney says welcome home. For us specifically, this is regarding Grand Floridian. So because we usually spend our first day going to 19, 1900 Park Fair and then doing a monorail loop... And the first time that someone says welcome home or when you walk in just before you walk into the reception and they're like, welcome back and all of that. There's just a feeling of, oh, gosh, we're here. Yeah. And it's so it's it's like a theme park in itself. Cause you're just you're just buzzing mm-hmm. by this point. Yeah, definitely. I think for us, it's usually it's the guy that lets you into the car park, the security guy. And you just think wow even security at Disney are like super magical (laughs) like you know these are supposed to be people where you think like oh they've they've probably got quite a stressful job or like not that fun and they're probably always having to tell people off and stuff and yet they're just like the most the most welcoming people and you feel like you really are part of a family which we feel with this podcast like we've said before that since doing this podcast we've made so many new friends and connected with so many others that get it like whereas a lot of people in our real lives don't get it so it's it's that feeling of belonging I think that you get when when they say welcome home (gasps) yeah it's so true as well because like we've we've said and we've heard other Disney families mentioned before like Disney all of Disney is kind of like it's not necessarily a secret but people those who don't get it don't get it Mm. so if we said if I said to one of my friends like in Manchester or something 
oh, you know, the feeling of someone saying welcome home to you, they'll be like, you are losing it. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's just, it's a feeling that you don't know until you know. Yeah, there's all the feels. You know how there's like, um, there's a BuzzFeed post somewhere where it's like, it gives words to specific feelings like they're words that you've never seen before so it's like that, fe- that feeling of yeah but they are actual genuine words it's like that feeling when it it rains after a day of like being a heat wave or something yeah. we should invent words for these feelings yeah. <laughs> like we should totally do that like welcome home yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> or drive your car yes just sounds like an, like some sort of infection <laughs> or something. Um, cool. So the next one that we are going to go with is, um, and for us, again, we've got a very specific one that we have for this, um, but it's that feeling of like real majesty when you step into a lobby or, well, yeah, a lobby, a hotel lobby um, on site at Disney because they're just like nothing you've ever seen before and for us it's the wilderness lodge 100 percent gives us that like whoa and other people might have this with the hard rock hotel or cabana bay or anything it's generally the feeling of stepping into the hotel and seeing the decor and seeing how whoever whoever's hotel whoever who i can't get the grammar right whoever's hotel is yeah they've really outdone themselves and made it so immersive i still don't know why they don't have a harry potter hotel i don't they know will. how that never happened yeah but... they, they've got to do that at some point but yeah for us stepping into the wilderness lodge because it is just so grand mm-hmm. and homey and warm and fuzzy and when it's christmas the tree i know i think the tree's the biggest in animal kingdom lodge at christmas but the Wilderness Lodge one is huge and it's beautiful and yeah, it's just, and there's obviously you have over to the left Whispering Canyon and people showing ketchup and then you have people sitting in front of the fire and the stream and everything about it Yeah, is amazing. It is, it's, it's really lovely and like we say, some of the other um, hotel lobbies are equally incredible and when we were going through everything and we were thinking like, like Grand Floridian Lobby is amazing, the Animal Kingdom Lodge Lobby, they're just like they just completely outdo themselves on lobbies i think mm-hmm. americans do and whereas you don't you don't get that when you arrive at a premier inn I was just <laughs> or a travel lodge or an Ibis. yeah exactly i mean you know even some of the nicer hotels in the uk like their lobbies it can be nice and they're like usually very clean but it's like if, <laughs> the, if it. the lobbies are nice then the hotel will be super expensive whereas i know hotels are expensive in orlando but even the value hotels have got are, really cool lobbies. Yeah, incredible. And they just think of absolutely everything. And I always said, weirdly, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind working, not now, but I wouldn't have minded working at the reception mm. in one of the hotel lobbies. Because I just think it must be quite... I feel like it must go by quickly because there's so much going on yeah. in each one. There's a lot of hustle and bustle and there's a lot of, like... Again, it's it's that sort of vibe. I know that there are people in lobbies that are waiting to go home from their trips as well. But there on the is, Tragical Express. Yeah, on the Tragical <laughs> Express. But there's always, in those lobby areas, there's always a vibe of, like, excitement. Of, mm-hmm. like, everyone's, apart from those people going home most people are, like, excited for where they're going to next. Mm. And that's a really kind of tangible, um, it, like, empathetic moment that you get. So, so yeah, we love, love, love the lobbies and the, the feels that they give to us. And this one kind of moves us on quite nicely to the next one, which is the feeling you... The, the emotional feeling you get when you turn the corner in a park and you see 
you know, Cinderella Castle or mm. Tree of Life. For us, it's kind of one or the other. It really depends because they're both just just as magical as the other. But I think Tree of Life is probably the one where it's most emotional for us because mm. we're like, oh my gosh, look yeah. at it. It's amazing. And we're here. And then you've got the music in the background and all the photo pass people. And it's just, it's almost as if every memory you had of of that of walking in that same place from all trips gone past it all comes flooding back as like a like very nostalgic it gets better every time as well yeah. that's the thing i feel like that feeling of the first time that you see the cinderella castle or the tree of life gets better each and every time because i totally agree that you get every single memory from trips in the past or from other people that you were standing there with however many years ago it was um, and that's and that's really massive. So if you've only been once to any of these places, then don't feel don't ever feel with Disney like oh well I've already done it mm-hmm. or like oh well it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the same because it won't be the first time because it it is incredible. Um, and I know that for a lot of people it's it's the Cinderella Castle like that moment when you come through the the archways and you sort of turn onto Main Street so you can see the castle out in front. Um, and that's still, that's really big for us as well, because that's, like, what you think about But before you go on trips, especially before your first trip, you think Cinderella Castle's the most amazing thing. And it is, and there's, yeah, it's got it's got everything, but Tree of Life, mm. for me, hands down, wins that. One thing I remember someone mentioning, and it is actually a, a feeling that resonates quite a bit, is when you're on the... Um, on the ferry boat or the monorail or another kind of boat that's taking you to the park and you just you just spot the castle and it's true because sometimes you can spot it from afar and you're like oh my god I see it I see it and that's that's a really lovely feeling when you when it just feels so close yeah we used to do that like when we were when we were much much younger like we used to do it when we would go to the seaside as well like the first one to see the sea wins I feel like we still do like yeah we do (laughs) and the first one to see get a glimpse of the castle wins um or when we take the first journey from the airport that we were talking about before, like the first one to see a purple Disney street sign wins. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, it's just it's just so much fun, and it's it's one of those things where like I think every time I see the castle or the Tree of Life, it reminds me of how fortunate we are that we do get to go back time and time again because for so many people that is literally you know it's called like a once in a lifetime holiday Mm. um and that moment is for a lot of people is a once in a lifetime experience so so every time we get to do it again it's just like such a time filled with gratitude and and wonder so uh I love it I love it it's it's definitely one of our favorite initial moments for sure yeah so we're gonna go over to Universal because we've neglected Universal up until this point a little bit um, and this is this is one that we had, and it's also one that a couple of other people had as well, I believe. Um, and it's standing on the electric walkways from the car park to get to, like, get to City Walk. And so whether you parked in the Jaws car park, or and I never realised when I was younger how big the car park is because there's maybe four or five different walkways that take you to loads of different parts mm-hmm. of the car parks, and I just never. I never noticed it when I was younger and then because me and dad went to Universal and Islands of Adventure last year and we hadn't gone for maybe a couple years before that. I just wasn't used to it and I was like, whoa, this is huge. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, the parking lots are gigantic. And so because they're so big, 
like Universal doesn't want you to have to walk all that way. Yeah. <laughs> they have the, those like moving walkways. So like their version of the tram, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And um, and the thing that's like so cool about that as well is, obviously, I mean, it's a bit of a novelty that you don't have to walk yourself all the all the way. <laughs> But also you get, like, um, as you're moving through the different car parks, you hear the different music from... So I think there's, like, there's a Jaws car park. Uh, King, is King Kong still there, that car King park? King Kong, Cat in the Hat, Spider-Man, other ones. Jurassic Park. Tire, Jurassic Park, all the classics. Yeah, and, and I wonder if there's a Harry Potter one now. But, but you get to hear, like, the music from all of those films. Yeah. And again, especially with the Jaws music and the Jurassic Park music, they've yeah. they are like it's a shame the the jaws attraction isn't is no longer in universal studios because i used to that was such a like a family fave uh, yeah i think as well the the jurassic park mu- part music from a really early age from our earlier trips that was the music that really cemented our experience every time because jurassic park is one of my favorite films ever and once we went to universal studios and came home and we were watching the film we would always get like a bit choked up like oh god we need Mm. to go back and with the doors opening so it's nice to get that on the moving walkway i will mention though guys i remember when i was oh i love this how old was i i don't you were really little like eight eight years old maybe i was little and i went through a phase where my sister and my dad called me trippy for most of the trip because most of the trip because i for some reason i would get really clumsy and fall over and one of the instances was on the moving walkway (laughs) When I was probably trying to give my dad a bit of sass because I was quite bratty when I was little. Being in a mood, like looking at him and staring at him, but I didn't realise that my back was to the end of the walkway. So by the time I got to the end of the walkway, my feet didn't quite get onto the platform and I just like flopped back. Roll backwards, roll rolled. Backwards, you know, and for the rest of that, they call me trippy. Yeah, well, it, it was because, like you say, it wasn't just like a one-off. Like you, mm-hmm. you went through... It's a bit like my son, Walter, at the moment. He... When he goes through a developmental leap, he will like learn loads of things really quickly, but he'll also be really clumsy during that time. You're comparing my eight-year-old self with your not with your not even one-year-old. And <laughs> pretty much, maybe you were going through a developmental leap, but yeah, it was, and and I think as well because you were tired, and we probably like you're probably jet lagged and stuff. You were falling over a lot, but that was that is one of those memories where I'll always be like. remember that time when you fell over (laughs) because you were in a straw and I think nowadays like I naturally hop over the end of the walkway now it's not something that I just glide on it's as if it's like in my brain like I don't want to fall I don't want to fall it's like a trauma attached to the moving walkway don't say that (laughs) so another one which is at Universal which we love we were talking between two different types of this thing and it's Harry Potter related and we were thinking, okay, walking through into either Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley, which one means more to us? And it's Diagon Alley. Yeah. Because once you get off, well, you've either been in Universal Studios all day or you've taken the train, Hogwarts Express, from Islands of Adventure over to Universal. And when you turn the corner and you look at the brick and already you're like, oh my God, it's just like the film. And then you walk through, there's just, especially because with Diagon Alley, it was so much bigger then I imagine because obviously they had that huge that huge centre bit where there's events that go on and show shows and stuff. I just did not expect it and it was everything I hoped for and more with that place mm-hmm. and yeah, just walking through those that wall. When you yeah. said the wall originally I thought you meant like the wall 
at platform 93 quarters oh, no, so I was like that's kind of cool to like watch like other people going through the wall on platform 93 quarters but no so for those again who've not been um if you've seen the harry potter movies in the first movie where hagrid taps on the brick wall um just outside the pub and the the like all of the bricks like turn into mechanics and like roll backwards super super cool that's essentially what has happened when you get to this wall and again it's just another anything that has a lot of like detail and a lot of thought to it and brings the magic even though obviously you can't watch Hagrid tapping the wall and you can't mm. watch it disappearing but it totally brings that magic and um and then to step into Diagon Alley where it literally looks exactly like in the movies um and exactly like you read in the books it's that's just amazing Especially when there's so there's so much high expectation when people because obviously Harry Potter is such a phenomenon, and it's not something that you can just throw together. And I'm actually happy that Universal had it instead of Disney because Disney has a lot, and I think it's nice that things are a bit separated out. And I also think that Universal just totally smashed it. I don't think I, I had any like real criticisms of. Mm. I only wish it was bigger. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thing. I think is like. I mean, I personally way favour Disney and would would have loved it even more if it had been on Disney property. But um, Universal, like you say, have completely crushed it. And there's the only thing is the size, which is something that Universal's always going to be up against at the end of the day. So, mm. you know, we can't hold it against them. Um, but yeah, they they do a really really great job of it there. But don't you like how you can how it's you know not everything's on Disney. I feel like no. sometimes things can get a bit overwhelming. No, because I kind of feel like I would rather pay, uh, like use my fourteen day Disney park hopper to be able to access <laughs> Hogwarts and Hogsmeade and everything what you guys without think. needing I to bet pay extra. <laughs> the die die hard Universal fans out there are gonna be like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one that we've got is, um, a, this is nothing to do with theme parks, nothing to do with Disney, technically, <laughs> or, or, no, not yeah, anymore. not anymore, um, and it's, it's a combo one, um, and you'll probably have your own places where you get this sort of vibe, so we've got two places that make it up, the first one is at the Celebration Tavern, at Celebration, funnily so enough. The feeling of sitting and having a drink and just relaxing somewhere that's, that's a bit different yeah, and it's so at that tavern. It's um, it's like a American style sports sports pub. <laughs> it's not like a sports bar. It's like there's it's a sports bar. Yeah, but it just feels a bit more pubby. I don't know. It's, I think like the outside it's not like is like loud a bar, and the inside and, is pubby. Yeah, mm, yeah. Either way, so it's it's got a really really nice vibe, especially if you're able to sit outside. Um, and then they have like a squillion different beers. Ninety nine bottles of beer. Literally nine. That's what their menu says at the top of it. And then they've got some really, really good, delicious bar snack type of things. The tuna dip. Oh, a tuna, it's basically like, it's like tuna mayo mixed with Frank's hot sauce. And I swear to that's, God, that's, I swear that must be it. That's what they don't do. Don't ruin it's, it for me. No, I have in my head that it's super unique, but they have really good buffalo wings as well. And mm. we, we love our spice, so. Yeah, really. And literally, like, their snack menu is, is really good. You could sit there for the whole afternoon and just watch the world go by and snack. And then the other place that we basically, it's the same identical feeling, um, but completely different, is at Winter Garden. We've spoken about it before. Um, there's a brewery there called The Crooked Can, 
um, and you can again they do like pictures of all different types of beer we always prefer to go for the flights so that we can try lots of different things um, and you can sit outside there as well and again watch the world go by and in that sort of area there's often like if Some if the town yeah if yeah. the town has like an event on which they all almost always seem to to do um, then they'll have like bands and they'll have market stalls and it's really worth going on a day out there because we always love to go as we've mentioned before when it's a market day so they have a really amazing local market there's loads of really cool shops nice cafes but we do recommend like eating slash drinking up at the crooked cam which is part of like a huge well not huge but a really large long marketplace complex mm. where there's some local artisans and there's also some food stalls and then obviously this massive brewery on the end which is literally a brewery and you can see through the glass all of the what do you call it the things that the beer in not kegs but the massive casks no i don't no. think it's casks i mean if people if you know your beer or if you know what a brewery's like the big Barrel. thing the big things <laughs> that they keep the beer in and yeah again it's another sort of like sports bar but to be honest it's never too it's never like Larry or anything. Yeah, I guess like the only reason why I was I was thinking it doesn't feel like a sports bar is just because when I think of a sports bar, I think of like that place, um, is it the ESPN yeah. on? And that feels like, even when you're walking outside, it feels like really like raucous and like, like it just feels really loud to me. Um, but these places don't, and which I like. It's, it's just a nice the feeling of just sitting and chilling and knowing that you can just spend it, spend an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Crooked Can, I think on the last trip, Dad got some really nice, like, loaded fries. Yeah, I think we put a picture on our Instagram, like, maybe a couple of months ago mm. of these fries with the beer as well, and they, they were so good. It's they had, a really like, nice beef, snack. beef tips on, I think, mm. or something, and it was just, like considering I'm not into meat and I always say that and then I'll like <laughs> I always say that on this podcast everyone's probably listening and they're like you're, you're so into meat mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah that was really really delicious so so definitely that's that's a feeling that needs to be replicated on every single trip for sure and I think it's about 30 minutes away from Disney so I don't know if you would drive or if you would get a cab but it's well well worth a visit to both of those places mm-hmm. yeah so the next one again is like a relaxation connected one um, and you will all have your own but for me in particular I came up with this one because it's, I, I keep saying to Millie that I want to just like go and sit in this place with a good book and like and a, a dull whip or something, is the Skyliner, like just sitting on the Skyliner, feeling the breeze coming through the windows there and just knowing that you're like suspended in midair, like just like mm-hmm. floating through the sky. Um, and it's quiet, obviously, occasionally you get the ding, 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 No, you don't feel like she talks more than you'd like her to. <laughs> yeah, probably just a little bit. We're but... landing in Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. <laughs> but it's so, it's so nice, and to be able to see all of those different landmarks all across Disney World, um, and... And yeah, I just feel like, maybe that's because because I'm a mum, I feel like it would just be nice to get a nice book and go and sit on the Skyliner with a drink. <laughs> um, because yeah, I just feel like it's just super chill and I love I love that. Yeah. Where's, where's like your favourite place to chill and relax? Oh God, you're asking me now. Mm. Uh, gosh, I don't know on the spot. Probably It would probably be somewhere like, oh, the hammock a hammock on the Polynesian beach. Mm. I like that. I just Hammocks find it, especially nice. because in the evening there's such a good view pointing directly to the castle for the fireworks and 
and the beach is bigger because a lot of the other beaches got smaller when they put the barriers up whereas I feel like the beach there is quite nice but I agree like the feeling of the breeze on your face when you're in when you're in the skyliner and you're looking over and like we've said before when we went over Caribbean Beach and realised how big it really was. Yeah that resort looks incredible. Yeah. I, and I would love to stay there. Definitely and also when you get to Riviera and you're and you just you're almost seeing like a different side of Disney almost a bit behind the scenes that you've not seen mm. before so it's an, it's a nice extra piece of magic and it's free and you can yeah, fit the whole family totally in there. Yeah, it's totally free. Like, and, and I know at the beginning people were like worried about whether it was going to be, because they don't have air conditioning in the things. Whereas actually, like, if I think about like, oh, where does the air feel the nicest? If I was going to choose a place <laughs> where the air felt the nicest in Disney World, it would probably be on the Skyliner because mm. it's not like at like, you know, overly processed AC air and it's not like super humid. It's just it's just lush mm. the air's also quite nice on Everest when you're going up oh my gosh it's yeah. a good it's the a good range, air it's not like real Everest yeah it's a good <laughs> air feel <laughs> if um if there is such a thing and I'm surprised that you didn't say um one of the rocking chairs at Wilderness Lodge you didn't give me enough time they were just like throwing <laughs> it on me I don't know but well I... we should do another episode about where are the best places to relax yeah on site at Disney so this last one, this is one that is very specifically when the feeling of knowing that the fireworks are going to come. So for example, ours specifically is in Epcot when if you're enjoying food and wine or something and then the music changes and the torches come on and it's that almost like, it's, t- it's kind of cool Eurovision-y type music <laughs> with like sort of float in the background. People will be like, cool Eurovision. Yeah. Mm, not two words you often hear together. But. Yeah, but it's got this nice, like cool European sounds and I don't know, maybe it's not European. Either way, it's just the feeling that, oh, the music's louder, it's different, the torches are on. And then suddenly the guy, that recorded voice, like, when it was Illuminations, Illuminations, reflections of Earth will begin in just 15 minutes. And you're like, ah. Yeah. It's, it builds, like, such an excitement. And that's, for me, it, and it happens so subtly. It's not like the previous music just stops dead and then they put, like, oh, it's time, time for, like, fireworks. It's, it, like, phases in in a nice kind of slow way. And then you notice, like, ooh pace of the music's a little bit more like upbeat and like exciting and anticipation it builds and that's and that's really great and you start to see if you're still walking around at that point eating um snacks off one of the festivals or going from pavilion to pavilion you start to see like groups gathering like Mm -hmm. near to where you can see the fireworks from and it's like we've got to we've got to get to is it mexico where there's a really good view yeah or or like the bridge between the front the france and uk pavilions we've got to get there we've got to go and you see like all of the children all of a sudden have got like um light up spinning spinning toys and um which we got for walter and i broke it by trying to fill it because it's one of those bubble ones where you press a button and traditionally when you have bubbles you add soap so i put soap in with some water not even that much but it seems that it's just completely Mm. screwed it (laughs) yeah i think there is actually supposed to be a ratio that you're supposed to use of soap to water i think you might have put too much soap in because it's quite that much but either way (laughs) either way we've if you ever buy those things just be warned like they usually only last for like two days anyway like I, i remember when we were kids we used to have the ones where you would press a button and it had like three arms sticking out on the top and it would spin oh my god that was amazing and they were so good and i would use it to hit you with like (laughs) i would hold it near to you so she caught me 
button name. on for my whole holiday and she would hit me. This was our relationship. I would like guys. switch the button on so that the arms span around really quickly and then they'd be like smacking your arm. Dad, Gab's smacking me with the toy again. And I just want to peacefully enjoy my holiday, guys. I don't <laughs> want to be attacked with Disney toys. Oh, but, but they yeah. but they're so nice and um next on the next trip I'm definitely getting some fairy lights to wrap around it, some of the Mickey fairy lights to wrap around the pram. Yeah. Um because I always love to see that as well. But so yeah, yeah. the the feeling of knowing that the fireworks are coming. Yeah. Specifically in Epcot for us. Yeah. <laughs> so that wraps up our top ten, but we're gonna quickly run through the ones that were sent to us on Instagram and Twitter because there were just so many awesome ones. And we'll start with Instagram, which was from the Fast and Foodiest Five, saying, taking the boat over to Magic Kingdom and when you first spot the castle gives me goosebumps. So true. Yeah, yeah that's definitely so true. one for us. Um, Alison said, the smells. I know that sounds weird. Doesn't sound weird. We, 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 we get you. We, we hear you, Alison. <laughs> but the heat smell when we first step out of the airport, the clean car smell... The smell of the water on the rides, like Pirates and Splash Mountain. Also, first stepping into our villa, unpacking and putting our cases out of sight. Seeing the billboards, yes, when leaving the <laughs> airport and going towards our villa. Every tiny detail is part of the magical holiday. I love when we go through these, that some of them are so specifically like ours. Yeah. That it's like, whoa, we're all so connected, guys. <laughs> Do you want to read Yaz's? Yeah, so Yaz Stranger says that feeling when you hear those all familiar sounds, like the voiceover on the moving walkway or the twinkling music at the entrance of Islands of Adventure. Definitely need to get into more of Islands of Adventure music because so many people talk about it and I just never listen to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, it's, it's that whole thing, isn't it, where where Orlando just does sensory like sensory stuff so well so that it's like everything aligns and creates a, a feeling mm-hmm. so we had Ellie on Twitter say when you arrive at the hotel and park up and see families getting out of their cars with the 12 hours in the park walk hobbling to the left <laughs> and think ah that'll be us this time tomorrow yeah. so true yeah but then you see you also see like the feuds as well be like we've had to come home early we missed the play because of you <laughs> and you think that won't be us we won't do that and then the next day you are <laughs> totally rowing and bickering yeah um, so callum patterson from telecaster cal says um you enter your first theme park of the holiday and know you have the whole trip ahead of you yes. yeah when you when you like get through the the Disney sign it's like three two one we're in yeah (laughs) exactly and it's it's so good and it's I think um a lot of you guys don't know like what we're into outside of Disney but we're super into mindfulness and like presence and stuff like that and something that we have said on more recent trips time and time again is like let's not do that thing where you get to like your third day in and you're like oh there's only only 11 days left like let's actually be completely present and enjoy it while we're there because Mm -hmm. that feeling proper is a bummer like it proper bums your days out if you if you already start um like kind of regretting returning home when you're not even halfway through the trip yet Jim from The Despicable Three said, Don Toretto tells you that you are family. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to... Because I kind of had an inkling of who you were talking about, but... Who is this? I don't know this. It's Vin Diesel from Fast and the Furious. Ah. But me, it's one of those films that my dad really likes and he wants... Me and dad are into, like, Marvel and action films like that. And he dad's like, we need to watch these films because everyone loves them. But then when I Googled it, I remembered straight away because the ride, the Fast and the Furious ride is just super loud and they play that song turn down for beep, 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 
and it's like proper. <laughs> I don't know what song you're talking proper, about. Proper like EDM music. So that's why I replied to Jim saying, "Once you try and understand a word he's saying, over turn down for what?" Because I believe in Fast and the Furious, they the whole we are family thing is like a big vibe. Oh. So yeah, I I hear you on that, Jim, and I promise I will watch the film eventually. So life with lids, lidsicles, lidsicles. Oh yeah, is oh, that yeah. how you pronounce it? Right. <laughs> you walk into Publix the first time and see the pub sub bar and all the gorgeous bakery items. Yes, I replied to that saying, Lydia, you are our spirit animal because that is ex- exactly the same as us. So it was going to be on our list. That was, and then Millie said like, oh well, one of the listeners said it, so we'll save it till the end so we we can get an extra one on the list. But a hundred percent, like you walk into Publix again, it's got a different smell than supermarkets in the UK. Really nice, like layout. Even them. just seeing like the fruit, like the apples mm-hmm. are like the shiniest, probably because they're covered in wax. But they're like no, the shiniest. Magical apples. And, fresh. <laughs> um, and then yeah, so like seeing all of the fruits and like a squillion and one different juices and the pub sub bar where you can get like amazingly delicious Subway style sandwiches and we get Cuban sandwich mainly. And they have really nice soup on the corner, which the is like clam soups. chowder and cannot forget Tres Leches cake. We always get this latin american cake which basically means three milks because there's condensed milk normal milk evaporated milk and it makes this incredibly super sweet delicious cake yeah and we always get a i was gonna say a slice but it's like a we get a tray (laughs) we get a tray tray of that cake and then we and we're always like we're not gonna like i always say to mum like we're not gonna eat that big one we won't eat it all over this trip and literally like three three (laughs) days three days later it's always gone and i also get um a flan because I love mm. flan, and I'll, I'll like, leave my flan in the fridge. <laughs> it just sounds so weird, the word flan. Um, and I, I just, like, go to the fridge every now and then with a spoon and, like, have a couple mouthfuls of flan. It's just awful, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like the things that you do when you're on holiday that you would never do at home. I would never have, like, a massive dessert in the fridge and think that's my dessert for the next few days. But you're on your holidays. Yeah, we're on our holidays. <laughs> And then also, oh, Orlando, so he said the feeling when you walk in nearly every shop and smell cinnamon, so true. Mm -hmm. And I replied and said, particularly at the Christmas shop in Disney Springs, Yeah, there is a smell of cinnamon and of Christmas in there that you don't really get in any other places. But it's when you go to like what was the Main Street Bakery or different bakery shops in Disney, there's always that. They must spray the air. Yeah, oh, well, that's... at Main Street, they do spray the air, don't they, with... Um, it's like popcorn, pumpkin and cinnamon scent throughout the whole of Main Street. Because apparently it makes you want to buy things. God, that's so... I apparently mean, when crazy, you when you but... smell good... When you smell sweet smells, it makes you want to buy things. That's like the, the scent psychology. But um, I love that. And, like, Bath & Body Works is one of our absolute favourite, like, must-visit stores at any mall that has a Bath & Body Works. And the candles there just smell so good and their so cinnamon good. ones are just like they've got like cinnamon apple cinnamon maple cinnamon swirl like literally cinnamon everything it's just oh incredible so that was all of the messages we got in and it was great i love hearing what your what your special feelings are especially when some so ugh, some of them are so similar to ours and yeah 
we love and doing we, this. Yeah, and it's been really fun to be able to read out some of your comments on the podcast. So we're going to try and do that a little bit more regularly to give some listener shout outs. So do make sure that you interact with us. If you've not already told us your um, favourite feelings in Orlando, then make sure that you get them over to us soon. And keep your eyes peeled for whatever our next episode is going to be as well. Um, so that you can give some of your vibes and insights to that and we can we can maybe share your name and what you said. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to please review us anywhere you can, so Apple or Google or spread the word on social media, blah, 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 all that wonderful stuff. Oh, yeah, because where are we on Instagram, Mel? Why do you want to say this? <laughs> People can just find us. The.duopodcast or theduopo on Twitter. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, and we'll speak to you next week. Take care.